So, if you have your Bibles, your electronic devices, your eyeglasses, because it will be on the screen in just a minute. Amen. Whatever you choose to use to have your Bible. Amen. You would go to the book of Genesis. Beginnings. The book of Genesis. You can learn a lot from the beginning. There's something called the law of first mention. And when God first introduces a subject, you can get a lot out of that particular uh, uh, topic of discussion because he's first introducing this. Therefore, the book of Genesis, just by default, by being the first book of the Bible, will have many things that are uh, wrapped up within the law of first mention. I want to talk to you this morning. Uh, and uh, prayerfully offer some assistance through the Holy Ghost to help you. I know this helped me. Um, and so, here we are, Genesis chapter 3. I'm beginning at verse number 1. And I'll read down probably to verse number, um, probably around 11. Amen. Praise God. Genesis 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. But the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it, touch it, lest ye die. Verse number four. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When you do the thing that God is telling you not to do, you will experience and be aware of good and evil. They were aware of good because God is good like we just quoted in the songs, but they did not have any understanding, any experience of evil until they opened in, up themselves up and exposed themselves to it. Verse number six, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit of the tree or took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed or sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam said, and Adam and his wife hid themselves 
from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. A few more verses. And the Lord God, after they hid, called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And I want to stop right there. And I want to talk to you this morning on the subject. Three things to seek. Three things to seek. You can be seated. I have no fancy title this morning. Wish I could have conjured up one, but I do not. But I am going to leave that thought with you. Three things to seek. Three things to seek. Before I go into that, I do want to do this. I have a baptismal and Holy Ghost certificate to present to Ashley Harris. Congratulations. That's, that's my Vanna White, you see. Praise God. Amen. I'm so excited. I'm doubly excited. I've been uh, teaching Bible study to the Harrises, and what a wonderful family they have. And Praise God. The Lord brought them from Tennessee, Georgia, but she's from, brought them up from Tennessee to Georgia to Baltimore. And I say brought them, you would have to hear the testimony to know that God brought them here. Awesome, awesome. And... Uh, Sister Haney and the rest of the crew, they were out doing some outreach and visitation. And they came out of the store, and Sister Haney witnessed to them, talked to them about coming to church. And God began to work in their life. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Praise God. So anyway, I want to talk to you about three things to seek. We see the uh, scriptural references in the book of Genesis, and uh, many times we read the book of Genesis and uh, conclude that it's written in such a elementary state and form, and some of what is written seems to be kind of a uh, allegory or even uh, a, an illusion or folklore, fairy tale, if you will. Uh, in a sense, a uh, uh, you know trees that people are eating from trees and 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 um, eating from trees would would cause uh, uh, God to uh, kind of uh, have a reproach upon man and 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 man disobeying God by eating a certain fruit and then there's a serpent talking to a man and and, and all that and, and 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 not really understanding things that is transpiring here in in Scripture and. 
you know, the, the adversary does a great job to, to make it seem like uh, a fairy tale in the book of Genesis and does everything within his power to make the, the book of Revelation, the end, seem like a horror story. And so if you can't believe the first book and you don't want to believe the, sec- the, the end book, you don't want anything in between. And But there, there are a lot of uh, things in the, the first few chapters of Genesis that kind of set the stage and the tone for all of man's history. And, and some of the things that we see here we can identify with in our life because these are our, this is our heritage. This is where we come from. And some people like to trace their roots back. You know, they got everything now, the ancestry deal. And you can trace your roots back to if you're from England or from Ireland or from uh, uh, China or from Indonesia or from uh, Vietnam or from you know Africa and all that and whatever and uh, but they they really do a poor job at it because once we if they if it, we trace it all back we all come from Adam and Eve. Amen. And so you can you can learn a whole lot about yourself by going all the way back from the beginning. Amen. And you, you know you go back you know you want to find out about something you go all the way down to the roots. And uh, with that thing that came out in the 70s, what was called the Roots or whatever from Alex Haley, that wasn't Roots. That was a tree stump. You go all the way back. Roots are the beginning. You go all the way back. It's Adam and Eve. Hello. Amen. And so we can learn about us and who we are and what transpired with man and, and what happened. Uh, you know, we talk about our heritage, my heritage. I'm sorry. I, my heritage wasn't over there with the... <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> That's not my, I go all the way back to the beginning. Amen. If I want to find out about me and about where I came from, I didn't come from apes. I want to find out about me and where I came from, what's going on with man, what's going on with society, what's going on with God and and how all those things work. Hey, I got to go to the book and I can learn some things. I don't know if to go to Ancestry.com. I want to go to B-I-B-L-E.com and find out everything I need to know. Hey, I want to know where I come from and where I'm going. You want to search something. You know, we are, we, we are, we're always searching something on the Internet. You know? Something transpired. Well, let me go find out. Let me go do some re- research. Man, Google, man, that's the best researcher in history. You know, I'm not some research, Google. <laughs> you ain't doing any research. You just read what somebody else said. Amen. You don't know whether that stuff is accurate or not. Praise God. I'm sorry. <laughs> At some point, maybe before our lifetime is over, Google may be out of, out of business. Maybe it's think something else may take over. It may last. I don't know, but Google, when did it start? Had it been at the 2000s, anybody know? Somebody research that Google and tell me and find out. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I'm, I'm holding up the Bible. My Bible's been around for a whole, a, a long time. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And God said, let there be light and there was light. From the very beginning, I can find out everything that God had said and done. 
I want to find out what's missing. I can go to the book and find out what's missing in my life. I don't have to go to somebody telling me what's missing and, and what I need in my life. Like, hey, they, they, they always promising good things and great things and, and they always leave me empty and dry after they've taken my money. They tell me I want to get on the carnival. You know, that is, that's the cruise ship. And they say, show you all the fun things on the cruise ship. They don't show everybody throwing up because they're sick. They don't show everybody that, that, that had food poisoning from this, uh, whatever the case may be. And they don't show the people throwing up because they, they, they had too much to drink and, and all that. They don't show you the bill that they received after having so much fun. Amen. The world will offer you folks whatever, and they, but they, they, it's not free. I'm sorry. Not free. And people are seeking happiness and, and, and fun. And people are seeking to find themselves. And, and they keep on seeking to find themselves. And the scripture says that man is forever gaining knowledge and, and never coming to the uh, knowledge of the truth. And, and it doesn't matter how much knowledge you obtain. And it doesn't matter how many pleasures you can experience. And it doesn't matter how big and how great your bucket list is. And you can check things off of your bucket list. But if you don't put the Lord God in on your bucket bucket list, you're going to still be empty. Somebody give me some volume here. I don't know who's controlling this thing up here. Help me out here, brother. Praise God. I woke up. That's great to say the song. I woke up this morning with my mind staying on Jesus. That's true. Amen. I woke up really saying, God, come on, give me another 30, 40, 50 minutes of sleep. What time is it? All right, let me get myself in the mode to pray. But not this morning, but yesterday morning I woke up talking to the Lord and just communicating with him trying to get direction for my life, not necessarily for the service. I, quite frankly, I don't seek a message, and whatever. Uh, and the Lord spoke to me. If you believe it, it's fine. If you don't believe it, oh well. As I said, Lord, what, what do I need to be seeking here this morning? I said those exact words. What do I, what am I seeking here this morning? What, what should I be seeking today concerning your will? And he said, every morning, seek my presence, seek my peace, and seek my purpose. He said, every morning, you are to seek my presence, you are to seek my peace, and seek my purpose for that day. I said, okay. And for me, they weren't just mere words that to just kind of rattle off. I sat there and I pondered what I felt the Spirit communicating to me. 
And as I began to ponder on that, I was like, yes, that's it. That's what I need to seek daily. And let me just say it this way. I'm going to kind of go back some. And my prayer life and my prayer walk has been in a place uh, for me in a place it hadn't been in a in a long time and even in a better place. And uh, I know some of you have just come along and uh, or whatever, and, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to get too deep into things. I'm talking to each and every one of you that you and I can be in a place in God where, where God can, can manifest himself in our lives in an everyday and on an everyday basis. I don't have to wait till a Sunday morning to receive this climax and this peak and then all of a sudden go back to a certain plateau. And God said, if you do that every single morning, and I, again, over the last little while, I've been praying and praying over the city and praying for the leadership and losing covering and, and, uh, and prayer life for me has been wonderful. It's been great. It's been fabulous. And I, I can't see myself doing anything else other than when I first wake up, and, and open my eyes, just begin to communicate with God. And then I, sometimes I, I spend 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, just meditating first, even before I even open up my mouth, just meditating on God. And sometimes I'll meditate for a half an hour, I'll doze back up, wake back up, meditate some more, and, and everything else just to get my thoughts and my mind and get all that in connection with God. And never be in a hurry right, right, right. to begin your day and begin it without God. And so within the midst of all that and transitioning myself from meditating with my heart, the Bible says, you know, David prayed that the meditation of his heart would be acceptable in his sight, sight, not just the words of his mouth. So I pray the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, God. And so... I, yeah, I'm talking about a, a, a relationship with him, and that's why I said it affects everybody, whether it's your first time, whether, whether you received the Holy Ghost when you came out of the womb. I know that's impossible, but, and, and, or whether you, you know, you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. Maybe you've never repented. I don't know. Everybody fits in the same boat. We all need God. No matter where you are, whether you're in the womb of God or you've been born again, and so, as I begin to communicate, and he spoke those words, seek my presence. Seek my presence. That was the first thing. When we look in the Bible, we see many times, and I'm not going to take the time to get get down, bog, bog down at the teaching and everything else. You see many times in Scripture, the Bible talks about seeking the face of God. Anybody heard that before? Thy face will I seek. Well, the same word that is translated in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word that's translated as, as, as face, is the same word that's translated as presence. And we talk, it talks about that Adam and Eve, they, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. It was saying they hid themselves from the face of God. 
And so he was saying to me, I'm just trying to help you out. Like, as I said, they helped me. I'm just trying to help you out. What you need to do every single morning is to seek the face of God. We mean face. I don't, I don't believe that's going to be some big spooky face that appears up and, you know, oh, what's that? No, 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 not like that. But God doesn't have a, a, the only face that God ever had was the face of Jesus Christ. He was the visible manifestation of God. Amen. He was the express image of God. Amen. The Bible said when we see, we're going to see him. We're going to see him as he is. And, and, but outside of that, the Bible calls him the invisible, eternal, immortal God. And I'm not going to see Jesus' face till he comes back. But in, in this particular format and fashion, it is a, it's an expression, okay, that relates to supernatural in the spiritual realm and brings it into our temporal realm and our temp- temporal life. And I can seek the presence of God and I can seek his face. And, and now I know I'm with him. And now I know, you see, man, when they sin, they ran from the presence of God because it's sin that separates us from our God. And, and God is intimate oh uh, i'm sorry god is is uh and uh i forget the word i wanted to say god is uh interested in bringing man back to him and and it was god that came looking for adam in the garden where art thou god and, and the bible where art thou adam and the bible says that uh, adam and eve they heard the voice of god walking in the cool of the day they heard the voice of god walking before they were walking with god in the cool of the day now they running from god and now they need to hear god God calling them, where are you? So every single morning, the Bible says his mercies are new and afresh every morning. Every day I wake up, I need to seek him. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek him early. So when I wake up in the morning, hey, I need to seek his face. I don't need to wait till I come into a church service on a Sunday morning. I need to make sure every day that I wake up, I can experience my church service. I can experience God. I don't have to sit on a pew. I can experience the presence of God the power of God every single morning and when I seek his face I seek his presence I seek his love I seek the fellowship with him I seek to become intimate with him it supersedes any religious act that I can do you can go ahead and, and try to say your Hail Marys and your Our Fathers and all your Pentecostal type of prayers thank you thank you thank you Jesus and everything else we can do hey and the Bible says this if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. Could you put that on the screen? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. And God is talking, are you the people of God? That's what I want to know. You're the people of God. You're the people of God. That's what I want to know. You're the people of God. That's what I want to know. Hallelujah. If my people, everybody say, I'm He wasn't talking about sinners. He wasn't talking about someone that denounces him. He wasn't talking about somebody that doesn't, that's not interested in knowing him. He wasn't talking about the person out on the street, the street. He was talking to those people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my presence. Seek my presence. 
When you begin to pray, it's not offering up some ritualistic words that, that make you feel good. It's, it's about getting into the presence of God. And, and I don't want to go on my day and go about my day without knowing that God is with me and I'm with him. I don't want him calling me from a distance saying, where are you, son? You left me somehow. You're not walking with me. I don't want to hear his voice somewhere else. I want to hear it right there where I am. I want to be connected with him. He told me every single morning, you seek my face, my presence. If I can do that, because I don't want to leave out and go about my day. You know how it is. You know what? You can get so busy, you can go about your day, and then next thing you know, about 12 o'clock, your day is just messed up. You wonder what in the world is going on in my day, and and you all you're all frustrated, and you you're in anguish, and you're confused, and don't act like I'm not talking to you because I'm talking to you, and you you know you, you you know just you just don't know what to do sometimes. Fear sets in, like Adam. Fear set in. And you go back to Genesis chapter three. Drop down to verse number where it says he hid himself in the presence of the Lord amongst the trees. Or, uh, no, keep going. You can find it real quick. And so God said, if you just seek my, my presence, when he hid from his, himself in the presence of the Lord. All right. And, 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 and he said, if you just seek my presence, that's the first thing. Seek my. You see, when you seek the presence of God. Now, now I'm going to get to something else in a minute. Uh, you know, so a lot of times people don't seek God's face. They seek his power. They seek his hand. God says, I saved by my right hand. We want to. I want to see the miracles of God. You know, you're not seeking his face. You're just seeking his hand. And too many people want a relationship with God just by based on God's hand. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to do this. Okay, God, did you forget about that? No, 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 no. God said, don't seek my hand. Don't seek what I can do. I want you to seek a relationship with me. Hey, it's about my face, face to face time. It's about you and I. Come on, come on. No, we want we want to see the power of God. We want to see God do something. God, I want you to move. God, strike this person dead. God, get rid of my, my supervisor. He's in my way. All right, when I check my bank account, I want three more digits on the end of that thing. Hello? God, do this and do that. And we want a robotic God. Or a puppet. Pulling that string. God, I want you to do this. God, I want you to do that. And it's no longer a relationship. I want you to do this. It's now you're the master and he becomes the servant. And any relationship with God it, that's like that is tainted and it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's uh, perverted. Where we become the master and he becomes the servant. Where we tell God what to do and how to do it. And then when he doesn't do it, you know, I'm not going to serve you. Well, I might as well go back to partying. Well, that pit I got out of, I'm just going to go back in it, God. I'm not going to get back out of it this time. 
all my bad habits that you delivered me from, well, guess what? I'm going to go back to them. Now, you acknowledge it with bad habits. Oh, I'm not talking to anyone in here. I'm smiling. I love you. He said, my presence. Man, the first thing that men did is they hid from the presence of God. You see, and it's okay for us to get wrapped up in religion. And that's why people come in on the church service and they're punching their, their clock. And then that little segment of time, well, that belonged to God. I give you that time. I give you that. But it's, a, it's another story. When we wake up in the morning and say, God, I'm seeking your face. I'm seeking to walk with you. And I'm seeking to go where you go. God, where you go, I'm going to go. Lead me, God. Direct me. Be sitting now. See, I face to face, face to face. I don't want to leave his face. But if I get up in the morning and go about my business, he's like, man, stop pushing me all around. <laughs> go about my business and all that. And then I, I can't hear the voice of God. I can't get any direction. And everything is just, just being overwhelmed. And the next thing you know, I realize, whoa. Now I'm, 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 having, a, I'm having a difficult time hearing from God. I'm having a different, difficult time knowing what direction to go in. But when he's right there with me and I'm in his presence and I, I'm, I'm seeking his face, guess what? I don't have that difficult time. I can get some clear direction. I'm trying to help somebody. Uh, y'all want me to preach harder? Y'all want me to talk so y'all can get all excited? <laughs> but the further you have God away from you, the harder it is to hear. Because he's not interested in screaming. So we think, God, come on, son! No. The Bible says of Elijah that there was a, a fire, strong wind, earthquake, shattering. And the Bible says God wasn't in it. All those earth shattering things, and we think, oh, God, God is not in it. Chances are the adversary, he caused all that, you know, attention. Jesus walked around. He didn't bring any attention to himself. And the Bible says a still small voice, and that was God. But you can't hear the still small voice if you hadn't saw his face, and he's right there with you. You know how it is, and you hear someone talking, whatever, and they start whispering. about the lower someone get, the more get this, the more interesting it seems, right? That's the truth. Somebody all loud all on their phone. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I wish they shut up. They making all that noise. <laughs> my little granddaughter. I was walking my little granddaughter. And somebody was on the phone just like just a few feet, maybe 10 feet away. And he was just talking. He was all loud. She was, he was, she was like, hey, Pop Pop and, and, and honey, that, that man, he all loud. What are you making all that noise for? <laughs> Even she realized, hey, there's something wrong with that. But there's something about someone when they get to start talking low. Oh, they're going to say something juicy now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, 
You know, you know, when people ready to tell secrets, they go, son, now, I want you to tell anybody else. You're like, oh, yes. I'm going to hear something good now, right? Something about that whisper. And that's why the adversary, he does that. The Bible says he's a serpent. Like, let me talk to you. Because he knows how we're made. And when somebody begins to talk about some secrets, because the Bible says God has secrets. And the adversary says, God has a secret. What God doesn't want you to know is you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And that's how God works. And so God's walking in the cool of the day. Adam. Adam. He wasn't loud. Adam. He wasn't angry. Adam. Adam, where are you? I'm looking to commune with you like I would normally do. And instead of seeking God's presence, he ran from it. Don't let your humanity and don't let your fallen condition and don't let the the things that you struggle with and the things you you battle with and and those things you haven't overcome, don't let them get in the way of you and God. Determined, I'm, he said, my mercies are new every single morning. So every morning I wake up, God has new mercies. Whatever transpired, God, okay, I need your mercy this morning. They're new and they are fresh. Every morning, God says, I'm going to give you new mercies. So you can seek my presence if you want to. The next thing God spoke, and he said, I want you to seek my presence. Seek my peace. You see, because if you don't seek the peace of God, the Bible says to pursue peace, to find it, and to pursue it, to ensue it. It says, peace shall guard and keep our hearts and our minds. The Bible says that peace can guide us and direct us. And you can't get any direction from God if you don't have any peace. In this world, my God in heaven needs the peace of God. People are losing their minds. The spirit of oppression, of the depression is running rampant, and people are confused and frustrated and anguished, angry, got road rage, and people just acting crazy, and, uh, you know, people are blowing other people up. Now, now before it was just a terrorist. We can blame it on uh, fanaticism and, 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 and Islam. You, we can't do that now. You got the good old uh, blue blood American just blowing, going to a church and blow it up, going to a supermarket and blow it up. It's not all about religion. I think there's something greater working, folks. People don't have peace of mind and people don't have peace of heart. And I'm sorry to say, people that come into church service on a Sunday morning, they don't have peace. They get all frantic about everything that's going on. I'm not trying to ridicule you. What I'm saying is God desires for us to have peace. 
every step of the way, whatever we're going through. I know I'm not preaching hard. I know I'm not preaching exciting messages. I know I'm not, you know, I'm, I know that none of that's going to. I'm talking about getting down to our everyday life. I, I, now, we sang that song, God is good. God, what was, God is good. God's great. One of them. God is great. God's good. We saw it all, all the time. We sing anything. God is awesome. We sing God's good. God's great. God is awesome. Do we have any more to describe, describe him? And I, my, oh, my God is mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Yeah, you're mighty, God. Then we get out here, things going on. We're not saying, Lord, you're mighty. We're saying, my problems are heavy. My problems are too much for me. God, I don't know how I'm going to get through. God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Lord, I don't know how my bills are going to be paid. God, I don't know how my, it's just crazy, God. Everything is confusing. I'm angry. I'm fussing people out. And, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we sing a whole different song. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's the, now that's the original for us. She said, that's the remix. We come in here, we try to remix it. And God said, no, you can't mix what I had with that. No, no mixture. You're going to have to decide one or the other. Peace doesn't dwell with confusion. I'm sorry. You got to have one with the uh, one than the other. Isaiah, chapter 61, I think it's verse 3 or 4. Put that on the screen real quickly. There we go. Go to the previous verse. Oh, we might as well start at verse 1. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord have anointed me. This is Now, Jesus preached and said this, quoted this in Luke chapter 4, verse number 1. Through verse number four, Jesus spoke these words. The prophet was speaking. He was prophesying about the Lord's ministry. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because now this isn't the prophet saying this is what's going on in his life. He was actually prophesying about Jesus Christ. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord have anointed me to preach good tidings. God has anointed the Christ, to proclaim good news, good tidings. We get enough bad news in this world. Unto the meek, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Man, this world has done a good job in breaking hearts. Probably, probably 99% of the people in here has, has had something to break that crushed them. To proclaim liberty to the captives. That's why I said in the mornings, folks, we need to have some liberty here. Amen. The difference between liberty and, and being captives, if a person that's held captive, they're restricted. A person that, that's held captive, they're in chains and bondage. They, there's no freedom and there's no liberty to move. Somebody that's, that's, that's free, they have their liberty and to express themselves. That's why in these services on Sunday mornings, there need to be liberty in the house to express our praise and adoration to God or else we're captive and we're bound by something. Even if we're captive by thoughts in our own mind, well, everybody else is not praising. Well, everybody else is not. I wish somebody would say, you know what? I don't care what somebody else is going to do. Praise God. You may think I'm doing it for you. I'm not doing it for you back there. I'm doing it for him. Liberty. The opening 
uh, of the prison to them that are bound. This is not talking about natural prisons. This is talking about spiritual dominion. This is talking about being set free from the prison that you're in. You know how you feel some days. You feel like you're held captive and you can't get out of certain things. Jesus said, I, I came to proclaim liberty. I'm, I come to set you free. Next verse. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Are you in a state or a place of mourning? I know you won't raise your hand, but I can venture to say, I, I guarantee you probably 90 to 95% of you over the last week, you've been mourning about something. Grieving about something. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm just saying this is the fact of life. Hello? Denial doesn't get us anywhere. Next verse. I hope this is okay. Hope it helps somebody. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. God is about to appoint something. I want to keep that appointment. To give unto them beauty for your ashes. Anybody has some stuff to just, just burning up right before them? Just, you know, your ashes is just no good. Just, you, you know, some people feel like that my life is just a mess. Oh, no, no. I got the wrong address. And he said, you know what? This is how he, he said, this has got to be exchange program. You're not, you, you can, as, as I said, it's no mixture. He didn't say, I'm going to give you beauty and mix it with your ashes. He said, I'm going to give you beauty for your ashes. Bring your ashes to me and you just, just trade them on in. You see, everywhere you go, every country, there's an exchange. Uh, what you call it? A booth or whatever. What you call those things? Yeah, I know, but what you call a booth? Help me out. Well, it's it's place where you go and you exchange money. And so you can carry your money around all you want to. I, I've been out of the country and have been to other countries, and I carry my money around. You know, I can have a big wad of money. It means nothing. Unless you take it and you exchange it. And God, ooh, hallelujah. God is saying in his kingdom, in his world, friend, that stuff you carrying around, that you can't do anything with that. You can't buy anything. But hey, I tell you what, if you want something in my kingdom, give me your ashes. Give me your mourning. Give me your grief. Give me your suffering. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to trade that for something. He said, I'm going to give you beauty for your ashes. I'm going to give you the oil of joy for your mourning. And I'm going to give you the garment of praise for your heaven. I'm going to give you the garment of praise for your heaviness. When I see you all sitting over here, all locked up or whatever, you know, they tell me, I got a, I got, I got a, a, a garment of heaviness. I got a spirit of heaviness upon me. I can't move. I'm going to give you, I'm a, you see, I can tell when people come in and all depressed, all, I can tell, I, it's easy to see. All I got to do is look at the Bible and look at us. He said, if you seek my presence, my peace. The peace of God, which passeth all, surpasseth all understanding. The Bible says that peace shall guard 
That means protect your heart and your mind. Somebody, Jesus calling you. You better answer it. They feel embarrassed right now. I'm sorry. It has to be Jesus calling you during church service. People don't seek God's peace. They seek the peace of the world. You know the Bible talks about the peace of the world? People seek the peace of this world. You can tell when you seek the peace of the world because you seek to have things remedied in your life through natural circumstances. Hello? And, and when you're seeking, oh, hallelujah. When you're seeking the peace of God, you're not seeking things that, that the world can give. Or seeking your circumstances to be changed. Or seeking somebody to act right. You know, so many people, their, their, their peace is predicated on somebody else. Well, my husband, if my husband will finally, if my husband will finally act right. And some of us, like Adam, the wife that you gave me, Lord, it's her fault. She gave me the apple. See, I wouldn't have been in that predicament if my wife. We blame myself. Well, was, well, my parents, when I was younger, you know, my, my father, he wasn't around. And my father, she always yelled at me. How long ago was that? Well, that was uh, 50 years ago. But I still carried a badge. I'm not going to get rid of that that easy. He said, you can trade it if you want to. You want to carry that around or you want some peace? Some of us have, have been abused. I, I, I'm, I'm not making fun of us. Some of us have been abused. Some, some people have done some horrible things to some of us. But they may have done it once or twice or maybe 10 years ago. Maybe they did it more than once or twice. But maybe it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. They're not still doing it to you. Now God is saying, you know what? I got something to exchange for that. Do you want what I have to offer? I can give you peace of mind about everything that has happened in your past. You don't have to walk around being boggled down about everything that has happened to you. Now you can walk around with an exchange of peace. Joy, praise, thankfulness. He says, seek my presence, seek my peace. Man, now I can walk around. The things that used to disturb me won't disturb me. And then when stuff, stuff starts to mess around, mess with my peace. Oh, wait a minute. That's messing with my peace. You start to feel yourself. When you start walking with peace, you begin to feel things starting to creep in. Like, oh, wait a minute. Invader, invader. It's like those McAfee's and those other uh, internet uh, things that warn you right away. Hold up. There's a virus. Come on. I I'm about to wipe the system out. Do I add it? Yeah, wipe it out. I don't want this because if I allow this to go on, it's going to infect the whole thing, the whole operating system. And, and if you allow stuff to continue, it'll affect you. You begin to want, okay, nope, I won't go to that anymore. No, don't do that because why? My peace. We need to pursue God's peace. He says, seek my peace. Not as the world give. My peace I give to you. In this world, ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. He said, for I have overcome. And if I seek him and I'm in him and his presence and his peace, guess what? Anything that he overcame, he's in me now. 
Sink him, Jesus. You know, Superman and Cam Newton had to they may do that. But that's all I got to do. What? Greatest heat is in me. The heat is in this world. I don't have to wait till I come sing that song. Some of y'all watch my step. That's cool. I'm glad. So, hey, I don't have to wait and sing that song on Sunday. I want to take that and apply it to my everyday life. Well, you know what? Stuff start, you know, my wife and I, we would laugh how when we first got married and certain things used to affect her or me, you know, right? Can I keep it real? Huh? I got to watch it, you know, I'm going to say something. I'm going to show you, you know. And, uh, but certain things I would say or do, man, they would trouble her. Because she had to learn me and why I had this, why I said it, what I meant by it, and all that. I had to learn her. Like, would you, would you say that? What'd you say? Huh? What? Who you talking? You, you know who you talking to? <laughs> huh? Yeah. But now I get to, now I've gotten to know her, to spending time with her, and I know her intent. And now things don't bother me or her. And the more you walk with God and walk in his presence and his peace, understanding him, because, you know, we get all bent out of shape because we don't understand everything that's going on. And then we, we don't say it, but we're, we're really not trusting God with it. Oh, I trust God. We all. I, I'm trusting you, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Right. his peace and he said my presence peace it came so clearly and so quickly I didn't think twice and my purpose seeking the purpose of God when Adam and Eve sinned it stripped them of God's original intent and purpose for their life they begin to be fearful and afraid. They carry shame and guilt. That means it took away their shame. And then they ran from God's presence. And here we need to reverse the order. Get back into the presence of God. We can experience him. Get right with him. God gives us that peace and that assurance, and then we can finally get back on track to pursue God's purpose and his intent for our life. Because I can't go about my day, you know, we want to find God's purpose. You're not going to find God's purpose until you seek his presence. And you're not going to find his purpose until you uh, be at one and have some peace. Because you're not going to find his purpose when you're, when you're erratic. I'm telling you, when you don't have any peace, you cannot find God's purpose. You, you just can't figure it out. Because you're unsettled. You can't trust the things that come in your heart and your mind without peace. You can't because we, 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 we're all emotional and we're relying on our feelings and everything else. And you can't trust that. you get in his presence seek his face get peace 
seek his peace. And then you can begin to walk to pursue. God, what is your purpose for my day? It's a sad thing when a Christian doesn't have purpose in life. It's kind of wandering through. Just take it as it goes. No direction. Just kind of go with the wind. And I don't want my day to be like that. I want to wake up in the morning. Know that God is there. I'm with him. He's with me. I'm walking with him. I can hear from him distinctly and clearly. I have his peace to guide me so whatever comes my way doesn't rattle me. I can cast my cares on him. Then I can find out what the will of God is for me for that day. Won't you stand? There are three things. Hopefully I wasn't too long. I'm not sure how long time is. There are three things you want to progress in God, if you want your life to be changed, I'm talking on a daily basis, you seek his presence, you seek his peace, and you seek his purpose. I know it's a few minutes after 12, I'm going to invite you to this altar if you desire to come to seek those three things right here today. To make them a part of your everyday life. And I will venture to say that your life will be changed. Watch your life over the last... Now, 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 I'm going to say this. If you haven't been doing this, maybe you had this revelation before I did. But if this is something you heard for the first time, won't you come and respond to the Word of God? It's one thing to hear the Word of God. It's another thing to come and acknowledge it by a response. Come on, in Jesus' name. You pray, we pray, God. I want you to make this a part of my everyday life and walk with you. Where every day, God, I would seek your face, your presence. I would seek your peace. That I would exchange those feelings and emotions, things that weigh. I would cast my care upon you. Seek your peace. And I would find out your will and purpose for me, God, every day. Come on, in Jesus' name. This is between you and the Lord. This is not about religion. It's not about religious practices or rites and rituals. This is about the reality of a relationship with Him. And I'm not talking about a long-distance relationship. I'm not talking about a broken relationship. Many people say, I have a relationship with God. I don't deny that. But there are different facets of a relationship. There are different types of a relationship. I'm talking about a daily intimate relationship, a close bond. Come on in Jesus' name. This is between you and him.